What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the High on Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jacob Knight, and we got a great episode lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, we're going to talk about my reaction to the first two episodes of the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary. Then we're going to dive into some video game news and then finally give you the first round results of the comic book movie tournament. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. That time of weekend, everybody. High on Infinity, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight. Your first time listening to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And if you are a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. And thank you to everybody out there that likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, or show any support of the podcast. I greatly appreciate it because I will not be here without y'all, the listener. So I thank y'all. But I hope everybody's having a great week so far, ready for the weekend. I think this weekend I will continue my Marvel Marvel rewatch. I think last weekend I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and then uh, Thor Ragnarok. And this weekend I'm probably going to watch um, Infinity War and Endgame. And also, interestingly, uh, I started watching My Hero Academia. Yes, I know some of y'all are like, man, what took you so long? Hey, I know I'm way to the party, and it's not about, it's not about, um, but it's, how how, how, I'm to, how I'm supposed to phrase this analogy or saying, uh, yes, I may be late to the party, but at least I showed up. Yes, there it is. But, um, yeah, I know, I know some of y'all may think, like, I talk video games, um, TV shows, movies, comic books, and sports, all that stuff, but you never really heard me talk about anime. Nothing like, I'm... I, I like I, I like watching anime. Like I don't watch it as much as you know, like some of my friends do, and I don't have like my particular go to anime. Like I have a lot of friends that watch One Piece. Like I can't start One Piece. One Piece is like, uh, if I'm correct, a thousand episodes in. But um, but growing up, I was a huge anime fan. I, of course, you know, you I watched the classics like Dragon Ball Z. Um, you know, Pokemon, Digimon, Sailor Moon, uh, Inuyasha, Cowboy Bebop. Um, you, 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 Hakusho, one of my favorite animes. And, uh, I was also, I was a huge, um, Gundam Wing fan growing up too. But I just, I think once I got to like middle school, I just started, uh, I just fell off of anime. Like I never really got into Naruto because like I said, I fell off anime. I think once Naruto got really big, that's when I uh, stopped watching anime uh, for a while. But I, I caught back up. I say like in my late teens, early twenties, I checked out, um, you know, I think when Toonami had the revamp schedule of animes, I watched um, Dead Man Wonderland, which I really liked a lot, and Attack on Titan. And I want to say I watched Castlevania on Netflix. I don't know if that's considered an anime, but it's kind of in that anime animation. So I, I think that's an anime. But yeah, one of my friends, um, shout out to Mike, he, he recommended My Hero Academia. I heard of it. I know I knew like the basic premise of it, but I never just sat down and watched it. Like it's on my... Um, it's on my who it's on my it was on my Hulu uh, watch list for a very long time, and then um, I read the spinoff my my hero Academia Vigilantes. I read a couple books on the spinoff series, and I really liked it. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give this show a chance. I, I'm not gonna lie, really good show. Like it a lot. This might get me back on the anime, um, you know, the anime train. Like after this, I might start. I might pick up another anime to start watching. Uh, who knows? But yeah, I like My Hero Academia a lot. Uh, it's real, you know. Since I, I like talking about superheroes and comics, and uh, for, for for those of you who don't know, like the basic premise of My Hero Academia is like um, 
they, they live in a world where people are born with superpowers. I think they say like 80% of the people in the world are born with superpowers. And, and superheroes are kind of looked up to like like a, how athletes are in our world. That's how superheroes are. They're like role models and all that stuff. And um, yeah, and, and the main character... He he was born without super. He was born without superpowers, but he want he always wanted to be a superhero. So he tries to go to the school where they train to be a superhero. And um, but yeah, but overall, really good show. Um, I'm gonna get into a little bit of people who who watch it. I, I might just say my favorite character is uh, I have two favorite characters, um, in the show so far. I like, oh, first of all, I'm like uh, I think I started watching the show Monday, and. I'm already on season two, but my two favorite, my two favorite characters, characters so far is probably Eraserhead and, um, oh God, I just watched the episode of that. I, I, I will always butcher half these people's names. So I just, I just know them by what their power is. Yeah. But my favorite is two favorites are Eraserhead and, um, the guy that's like, like his power is like half ice and half heat. I think that's pretty cool, you know, very unique. Yes, so yeah, but those are my two favorite characters. And the main character, Deku, um, I think I think he, he still has to grow on me a little bit. Because, like, the first season, he would cry. Like, probably my biggest um, criticism of him, like, he just cries too much. Like, the, I think, like, the first season, he, he cried, like, on the first six episodes. And, well, of course, you know, he's the main guy. supposed to be the do-gooder, the goody two-shoes, but... I think I don't know. I think I think I think he just has to grow on me a little bit. I probably, you know, once I finish the show or get deeper into the seasons, I'll, I'll my opinion may change and I'll probably get on the podcast and talk about it. But yeah, that's what I've been up to lately. Just watching, um, just watching Marvel movies and starting back watching anime. But let's get into some of these topics. First topic, um, is uh, last Sunday was the Bulls documentary. Um, they are the first two episodes, like I said, uh, this past week or the, this past weekend. Overall, it was you know so to me it was interesting. Um, because I was more interested on what was happening off the court than rather what happened on the court because we all know what happened on the court. You know, the Bulls are one of the probably one of the most uh, or they they were in the midst of probably one of the best runs in sports history. But I wanted to see everything going on behind the scenes. You know, because everybody is going to put a, a smile on in front of the camera. I want to know. I wanted to know what happened, you know, after, you know, when the cameras were off behind the scenes and you know, off the court, like I said. But uh, here's some of the <laughs> here's some of the main takeaways that I got while watching the documentary. Uh, to me, uh, the team disdain for the general manager. For those of you new, for those of you who don't really keep up with sports, the general manager of a sports team is basically the boss. Well, technically, the owner is the boss because it's his team, but they usually give a lot of power, like. Um, hiring and firing coaches, releasing, picking up players to the general manager, and Michael Jordan and his teammates they 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 basically roast, openly roast the general manager in front of his face or in earshot of him. Like how many like how many of us would jump at the chance to roast your boss and not get in trouble? I know I would gladly jump in the chance to roast uh to roast a few bosses back in the day uh, my last couple bosses they've been really good to me but i had one boss i think um <laughs> we'll get off on a side story um he was i just got out of college it was my first job my first job i was working insurance in the er like my job was basically uh you know give out insurance information tell people how to you know set people up my payment plans because a lot of people forget that you know 
receiving medical treatment causes cost money. And basically that was a part of the job I had to do. And uh long story short, my boss basically didn't know what the hell he was doing. Uh, um, uh, yeah, long story short. So basically that's probably the only boss I'll probably openly roast if I ever had the chance to and not get in trouble. But yeah, the bulls, they, they basically just told the, um, the general manager how they really felt about him. And also one of my next points is, uh, basically jealousy and envy broke up the bulls dynasty because the main reason the bulls dynasty, um, uh, was broken up because of the owner and the GM, Jerry Krause, they felt like they weren't getting the credit they deserved uh, for the Bulls championship success. And granted, usually when a team wins, just like, you know, just most of us think that, you know, all the players and the head coaches get credit. And, but technically, the GM has a hand in as well because they put the team together while they, 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 they make trades, they draft the players, et cetera, et cetera. But in Kraus' case, he wanted all the credits because there was a quote in the documentary. He said that organization win titles, not players. So when, um, so when he broke up the team, he started it. He started it from the top because he told head coach Phil Jackson, "No matter what happens this year, this is going to be your last year coaching this team." And like I said, I think a couple episodes ago, when I uh, talked about you know they're moving the documentary up, Michael Jordan was very adamant that he wasn't going to play for another coach if it wasn't Phil Jackson. And then, and then, uh, yeah, but yeah, he said. Uh, he said he wasn't going to play for another coach instead of Phil Jackson. And we all know how that went. Bulls won the title. Phil Jackson left. Michael Jordan retired for, for a few years. And I thank him for that because if it wasn't for Jerry Krause um, telling Phil Jackson he ain't coming back, he wanted to win the my Lakers. And we wouldn't have won three titles at the start of the 2000s. So basically, uh, Jerry Krause is painted as the villain in this documentary. Twitter was uh, going off on him saying they, they was comparing him to Carol Baskins, of course, from Tiger King. But I, I, I compare him more of the Yoko Ono. Yeah, to me, he's more Yoko Ono. And Yoko Ono, uh, for those of you who don't know, she was married to John Lennon. And a lot of people blame her for breaking the Beatles up. And they also talked about um, more of the adversity the team has, has gone through as well. Um, I thought they were just going to cover. Wait, wait, I, I done butchered my whole, um, <laughs> I done butchered all that stuff. I mean, um, uh, they, they were talking about a lot of stuff that was average. They were talking about more stuff that was advertised. I can't. I can't speak today. <laughs> Let me get this right. Okay, they were there. They they talked about a lot more stuff that was advertised. Yes, I got it right because I thought they were going just to cover the last year of Michael Jordan run with the Bulls. You know, I thought it was going to cover the the ninety seven and ninety eight years, but uh, they're covering Michael Jordan's childhood, his college years, his rookie season, his first five title victories, his first five title victories as well. But besides Michael Jordan, everybody else got a backstory. Jerry Krause got a backstory. Scottie Pippen got a backstory. And I assume Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson and Steve Kerr, they're going to get their backstories too. And I can't wait for the episode when they cover that time Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr. Um, I don't know if Steve Kerr swung back, but I think he should have. Like to me, like, you know, if I'm a basketball player, I don't care if you're Michael Jordan or not. You swing on me, I'm going to swing on your back. Like Steve Kerr, if I was Steve Kerr shoes, I probably would have swung back. Granted, Michael Jordan was probably five, like five, six, seven inches taller, but ain't no grown man gonna swing on me and just walk away. And they don't think I'm not gonna do nothing. So you know that's that's my that's just my uh, take from it. Um, but uh, the two funniest things that happened <laughs> that happened in in this documentary, in my opinion, first was the Scottie Pippen injury drama because the off season, because the off season before the last season, 
uh, Scotty was supposed to get surgery on, I think it was a foot or an ankle injury, but he waited until the season start because he said he wanted to, he wanted to enjoy his summer, which I can't blame the man for that. And second funniest thing on the documentary to me was, was, uh, was Michael Jordan like, like, you know, they they were doing present day interviews as well. And in Michael Jordan interview, you could tell his eyes was a, was a little yellow because, uh, to me, that's probably just smoking on a lot of cigars and drinking a lot of alcohol. And Michael Jordan is known as an avid cigar smoker and cognac drinker. And it showed it right next to him. Like when he had his interview on, on a table next to him, he had a, he had a cigar and he had a glass, assumably an alcoholic beverage. And, um, to, to my knowledge, I don't know Michael Jordan have any medical issues that makes his eyes yellow like that. If he does, I'll get on this podcast and I will apologize. But to me, it was just funny seeing him with yellow eyes. But overall, I enjoyed the first two episodes for the most part. Um, and I can't wait to see like, all the other craziness that will happen behind the scenes in this documentary. Okay, so over the course of this past week, we got a couple updates on two video games that people can't wait to play. The first game we'll talk about is Grand Theft Auto 6, one of the most anticipated games coming out within the next few years. Um, With the rumor to return to Vice City, we received the latest news on the next installment of this popular video game franchise. Um, It was reported last week that GTA 6 is in early stages of development, which I assume is just basically plot development character creations and game designs and judging by the articles i've been reading rockstar is going to take a different approach uh, of releasing this game well first off since the game is an early development and grand theft auto games usually take a while to make we probably won't be looking at a release date probably in another four or five years at minimum but why the long wait okay the reason of the long wait is because with the popularity of grand theft auto 5 online which still gets updates and add-ons you know seven plus years after it's release so the developers are probably still working on that and while setting the groundwork up for the sixth game but whenever this game comes out uh, the article i read it they said it'll be a quote-unquote smaller game um not meaning that the game will be shorter than the games in the past meaning that whenever this game comes out it will be it'll be released in parts like when they put the first game out maybe like a third of the game half of the game or maybe three-fourths of the game and then release add-ons to download over time after the release to make it a whole game. And I know some people probably thinking, you know, like I'm not paying $65 for half a game, which is understandable. And I agree. But the reason why they're probably doing this is, um, is the lighten the load on some of the game developers, game developers, because I read another, a similar article saying when the Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, you know, Rockstar's other pillar franchise in 2018, Rockstar became, or Rockstar was under heavy fire because they allegedly reported that the developers were working 100 plus hour weeks to make sure the game meets its release date. And they're referring to this as crunch culture, which a few other studios was accused of doing around the same time of Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 release. And I assume if they release the next game in portions, it will relieve developers of, of unnecessary working schedules and creates better workplace culture. But back to... um. This game may be, may be releasing in portions. Another game just took this similar approach to Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, that came out a couple weeks ago. Because when the game was originally released in 1997, the game was so big it was on three discs. And the remake was only, and the remake they just put out was only 
the first part of the game. And I've been reading that uh, the first part is big enough to uh, be considered a game on itself. Um, I read that it's probably on average 35 to 40 hours of gameplay, which is a lot because I want to say the average gameplay is between, I want to say between 20 and 25 hours. So my question is for that, uh, when they release the second half of the game, um, will they charge players money if they already bought the first half of the game or since they bought the first half of the game, they should get the second part for free. The studio has yet to confirm that part yet. And um, I assume with the long game, they, they may release the Final Fantasy VII remake in the trilogy of some of like some kind of way, uh, which made me hesitant about buying the Final Fantasy VII remake when I found out the game was being released in parts. But more than likely, I may wait until all the parts are released and they're, and they're probably going to put it all out uh, to buy the whole entire game for one price. So if Rockstar is going to take this approach, I think they need to confirm these questions first before it's released and they need to confirm um that the game will be released in parts if so will the parts be extra or be free if you bought the first part of the game or if you wait till all the parts are released you bought you know buy all for the same price um but i think this will be the future of video games in the future um in my opinion being released in sections especially for your big open world games like grand theft auto fallout and the elder Scrolls series once again these are just rumors at the moment nothing is set in stone but uh this is just me before yeah, yeah this is just me like when 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 games do this I, I i expect to pay for you know each part of the game that's just me you know upping my expectations up but when let's say they put it out for free i feel a lot better knowing knowing that i thought about had thinking about i had to pay for it at first but moving on to the next game that um got a lot of rumors over the week is the is playstation spider-man sequel and recent articles have been surfacing about the sequel of the game that was released in 2018 and think it's considered the best-selling playstation exclusive game of all time a very good game matter of fact and i highly recommend it for those of you who had, who got a playstation and haven't played it yet because in these articles they talked about possible release dates story details story settings and much more and like i said these are the speculations at the moment but we do know one thing is set in stone it will be released on the playstation 5 probably would have gotten more clarification at this year's e3 if it wasn't canceled but for the first uh for the first game they showed gameplay of the game probably about a year and a half before its release so prop so what we possibly know about the game at this moment um well we know from what i'm from the articles i've been reading um, of some of the weak details, they say that Peter Parker will return to his job at the Daily Bugle because if you play the first game, he works for Dr. Octopus. But, you know, of course, Dr. Octopus was a villain. He's in jail. So Peter's out of a job. And they said the setting of the game will, will start in the wintertime. And then it's rumored that this game will be longer than the original game, possibly spanning over multiple seasons. And, of course, like fall, spring, summer, winter. And we'll have weather elements, like I said, like snow, sleet, and rain. And if you play for a while, the game will naturally, no time will go by naturally. Like, like if you play in the daytime, play for like an hour or so, it will gradually turn to nighttime. Like a lot of open world uh, video games, something the first game did not do. And they're going to have increased side missions, more quote unquote dynamic missions, and rumored missions featuring the Human Torch and Mysterio. And also, Eddie Brock is set to appear in the game 
which is part one, part one of the reasons why they said the game may be longer. And assuming we, you know, Eddie Brock is Venom, so will Venom be in the game? And will we get to play as Venom at one one point in time in the game? And they also revealed that a rumor to be the black Spidey suit will be in the game. Of course, you know, the symbiote version. And it's rumored that every suit in the game will have a symbiote version of, I, I assume, the match Venom if Venom is playable. And according to the game, the Oscorp will play a huge role in this game because at the end of the game, at the end of the game last year, you know, um, we saw the post credit scene with Norman Osborn uh, where his son Harry was in the chamber full of symbiote um, while you know, at the end, when we when we was being told that he was away on a mission trip overseas, and uh, will this sequel, will like one of the main pushing point or one of the main plot points in this sequel was trying to find a cure for Harry, which may force you know his dad Norman Osborn to do questionable things, uh, for the the health of his son and Norman. I my best bet, I think Norman Osborn will be the pro, will be the primary villain. In the sequel, unlike the swerve they gave us in the first game, where we thought Mr. Negative was going to be the main villain. Now, later on, we figured out that Dr. Octopus is actually the main villain of the game. But some things I would love to see in this sequel, um, I, I love to see other hero cameos because uh, the Avengers Tower is in the first game. And there's like a little Easter egg in there where he tried to they contact them, but they're on a mission during the time of... Uh, the events in the game and it's rumored that marvel is trying to create a video game universe like the movie you like you know like the movie universe of course and so with the avengers game coming out later on this year with its tie into this game maybe a little far-fetched because both of these games are made by different studios but uh also how will peter parker cope with aunt may's death because you know spoiler alert if you didn't play the first game aunt may dies at the end of of the game, you know, because, you know, we think of Spider-Man, you know, you think of Aunt May too, they kind of go hand in hand and every Spider-Man telling, no matter if it's on TV, movie or video games, always had, uh, Aunt May in there. You know, she's been his moral compass, words of wisdom. So we're entering uncharted waters of a Spider-Man telling without an Aunt May and other rumored features, the features, uh, that may be in this game is, is also Miles Morales may be a playable hero. You know, we played him a couple of times in the first game, but he didn't have his powers yet. He gained his powers more towards the end of the game. So possibly plays two Spider-Men in this game. And the Green Goblin will be a character, you know, probably the main uh, antagonist in the game because, you know, Green Goblin is uh, Norman Osborn. And other villains set to appear in the game as well, such as Sandman and the Wizard. And also rumored that the game will have three three DLC story packs like it did in the first or the first game. And those DLC story packs will feature Morbius, uh, Wraith and Carnage. Uh, but the most important question is, when will this game come out? From articles I've been reading about the leaks, uh, the majority of the game is already done. They're looking at a holiday 2021 release on the PlayStation 5. And once the game, and once again, these are just rumors. At the moment, we, we may not get information. Uh, we don't know when we're going to get the information. Maybe Sony may do another state of play conference. God knows what that's going to be. And they're going to give us all these details. And it's rumored that next month, next month, they're going to reveal the PlayStation 5 and uh, uh, I always forget the Xbox. Well, the, the Xbox Series X, they're going to get, you know, the, the reveals of how the systems are going to look. But what, like I said, there's no word yet um, on, you know, when, when, when uh, this news is going to be confirmed. Possibly what they would have done it in June of E3 would have taken place, but we know that got canceled. But like I said, at this moment, this is just pie in the sky. Uh, these are just rumors, but hopefully we can receive some good news in the near future.
Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I said I created a comic book movie tournament bracket to fill in that void of no sports for the time being. And um, I want to thank everybody who voted in the first round this past weekend, everybody who voted on my Facebook post, Facebook story, or Instagram story. So so we're just going to go over the results of the first round right quick. We're going to start off with the DC side of the bracket. And we had the number one seed, the Dark Knight versus 16C Suicide Squad. And of course, the Dark Knight won with 94%, 94% of the votes. Um, for the longest time, I thought this is going to win unanimously, but there is people out there who think that Suicide Squad is better than the Dark Knight. I'm not going to judge. It's to each their own. And the next matchup, the 2 versus 15 seed, we had Wonder Woman versus Batman versus Superman. And Wonder Woman won with 80% of the votes. Uh, moving on, 3 seed Shazam versus 14 seed Justice League. This was the closest vote. At all the first round matchups, um, we had for for the longest it was back and forth. Um, but Suicide, not Suicide Squad, Shazam won with fifty nine percent of the votes. It had to make a slight of a comeback from because a majority of the of the voting was leaning towards Justice League. But Suicide Squad pulled out with a few extra votes at the end. Next, we're moving on to the four versus thirteen seed of the Joker movie versus Man of Steel. Joker won in convincing fashion with eighty three percent of the votes. Uh, next up, we have our first upset in the tournament. We got the 12 seed Watchmen beating the five seed Lego, the Lego Batman movie by winning um, 63% of the votes. And moving on, six seed versus 11 seed, we had the Dark Knight Rises versus Birds of Prey. Another convincing win for another Batman movie, the Dark Knight Rises winning with 92% of the votes. Moving on to our 7-10 matchup, we had Aquaman versus Teen Titan Go to the Movies. Aquaman winning in convincing fashion. You know, the ladies love Jason Momoa. Um, won winning with 92% of the votes. And rounding out the DC side of the bracket, we had the 8 versus 9 seed. Batman Begins versus V for Vendetta. Another strong outing for another Batman film winning with 78% of the votes. And next, moving on to the Marvel side of the bracket. We had the number one seed, Captain America the Winter Soldier versus the number two, not number two seed, number 16 seed, Deadpool 2. This 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 was a little closer than I expected. Well, Captain America still won with 79% of the votes, but I thought it's gonna be even more of a landslide, um, knowing that a lot of people think uh Winter Soldier is the best MCU movie out there. And uh moving on to number two versus 15C, we had a uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse versus X2 X-Men United. Spider-Man Spider into the Spider-Verse convincing win with 83% of the votes. Uh, next, our three versus 14 matchup. We had Infinity War versus Iron Man. Infinity War convincing victory, 80, 87% of the votes. Next, we have Endgame versus X-Men First Class. And Endgame won convincingly by the largest margin in the first round. Endgame beating X-Men First Class with 97% of the votes. Moving on to uh, the 5-12 matchup, the Civil War versus Guardians of the Galaxy. A couple people commented saying uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy was too low of a seed at 12 seed. And I'll take complete responsibility of it. Originally, I had a Black Panther movie at the 12th seed, and when I finished the bracket, I looked at it, and I was like, something don't look right, and I was like, oh, I forgot to add Guardians of the Galaxy, personally, my favorite Marvel movie, um, 
but I didn't feel like reseeding, so I just uh, took Black Panther out through Guardians of the Galaxy in number in at number twelve. And to be honest, I probably should have reseeded because Guardians of the Galaxy probably would have been I say off the head five six seed in this tournament. But hey, can't go back now. But Captain uh, America Civil War did win with sixty sixty three percent of the votes i think this was the closest race in the marvel side of the bracket and moving on to the six versus 11 c we had a logan versus x-men days of future past logan winning convincingly 81 percent of the votes and then our second upset in the tournament we have the 10 c deadpool beating out the 7 c spider-man 2 winning 67 percent of the votes and rounding it out in our last matchup in the Marvel bracket, another upset. We had a nine seed Thor Ragnarok beating out number eight seed Spider Man Homecoming with 66% of the votes. And that was the first round right there. Like I said, mostly everybody won convincingly. And hopefully the, the voting is going to be a little more closer in the next round because we've got some pretty good matchups. Next round in the DC bracket, we have uh, the one seed Dark Knight Rises versus the eight seed Batman Begins. We got the four seed Joker versus 12 seed Watchmen. We have um, the three seed Shazam versus the six seed Dark Knight Rises. And rounding out the DC bracket of the second round, we have the two seed Wonder Woman versus the seven seed Aquaman. And going to the Marvel side of the bracket, we have one seed Wonder Soldier versus the nine seed Thor Ragnarok. We got the four seed Endgame versus the five seed Captain America Civil War. And Three seed Infinity War, Infinity War versus six seed Logan, and rounding out the second round, we have the two seed Spider Man into the Spider Verse versus the ten seed Deadpool. And once again, voting, I'll post this. I'll post the updated bracket Thursday when the episode drops. Then I'll post the DC side of the bracket Friday for people to go vote, and then Saturday I will post the Marvel side of the bracket for people to go vote as well. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate y'all taking time of y'all busy day to give this podcast a listen. Please like, subscribe, share the podcast. Tell your family, tell your friends about the podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter at High Infinity Pod. And follow me, the host, Jacob Knight, on Twitter and Instagram at So Yeah, I'm Asian. Y'all please stay safe and I will see y'all next time.